it was like two hours of people doing Russian accents, like do, doing your <laughs> their Russian, doing their Russian characters at a sketch show. That's funny. And then the bit where you just get in the film and be like, "What am I seeing? Is this, is this Borat widow? <laughs> my wife, she dead. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Not very nice. She dead. My wife. I'm like a Captain America, but not. <laughs> <laughs> this is beginning of phase four, yes? <laughs> There's a lot of weight on this movie, right? <laughs> Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, well, if James Brown was the godfather of soul... Marlon Brando, the godfather of being the godfather, and Paul Weller, the modfather, then surely my co-host can lay claim to the title of podfather. Welcome once again, my friend and yours, the podfather, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm good. I'm a little bit um, shocked at such news that I'm called the podfather. Uh, cue, cue the gif of Kristen Bell being excited by sloths and overtaken. Uh, <laughs> such a... Such a, a hefty and lovely, sweet uh, phrase to be used. I, yeah. I feel I feel undeserving of such a title. But other than that, I'm quite good. How are you, Rich? That's that's good to hear. I'm all right. I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm 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 warding off the the thought that I have got poorly at Hillsborough somehow. Um, but poorly, I've got, a, I've got a low level lurg working its way through my system. But uh, yeah, Is not the, too bad. Not too bad. Is a disease you've got is that you want to see them get it forward quickly, but also get it to the feet. Yes, yes. Like, it was <laughs> it was so infectious. Well, I'm really looking forward to your analysis, and uh, I can hope I can just turn you down a little bit. I mean, you'll do the editing, so you're going to have to turn yourself down a bit when you say when you just start uh, barking yep. barking Garrett forward repeatedly. <laughs> Oh well, I'm very pleased to uh, to report that uh, my friend from the first game at home this season uh, was not there midweek. So, oh nice. Uh, hopefully, that's an indicator that it was a uh, just a passing tourist, a very you, annoying tourist. Do you remember the games we really enjoyed, where the uh, the shouty, sweary guy who was uh, a bit in front of us in the north stand wasn't there yeah. some weeks? And we're like, oh god, it's just a breathe yeah. a sigh of relief. <laughs> yes definitely mm. <laughs> oh, I, it's funny the things that stick with you because uh, I, I think early doors um we also had some youths behind us at some point some youths uh, yeah and i just remember in their like in their breaking voices we won we won <laughs> just like, it still comes into my head occasionally yelling at glenn whelan um but alas by and large, I I like I I revel in the uh, the mutterings and utterings of the the experience of, the, of it. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's a big part of what makes the game fun. And mm-hmm. I think the most fun thing from that first game, um, remembering in uh, in retrospect, was there was a chant went up for Florian Canberry to the tune of Forestieri's song. You mentioned and, yeah. Uh, and the confusion from lots of people around. <laughs> uh, 
because they they like a lot of people don't keep up to the minute with every moment of uh supporting the 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 you know the, every bit of news from the club so like people figuring out who's who and which one's which it was happening and then at the same time there's this chant that they know sounding very very similar to the one that they've done previously and they know that that guy's not there um but uh anyway yeah good fun um we should i think we've got a fair amount to get to I so, so i think without fear the ado breaking hoo-hoos breaking hoo-hoos mm-hmm. uh and uh, I, I presume you shared the the shock with um, me and many other people in the fan base when you found out that Andre Green was on his way to Slovan Bratislava or Slovan Bratislava. Yeah, on his way, on his way to some European <clears throat> team I've not heard of. On his way, he's in a he's in a Champions League team uh, list now, a Champions League squad list for them uh, almost immediately. Wow. They seem to make a. They seem to make a big deal of signing him. They seem to be very excited on the on the socials. You know, they captured Andre Green. Yeah, it's a weird. It's hard to know what the tiering of. I think we all kind of. <clears throat> well, we can, you can have a debate over where the Premier League is in the the pantheon of uh, of the of the various countries' top leagues. Mm. But once you get down beyond probably like the big five or six. I really couldn't tell you where, say, the Austrian Premier League comes in and things like that. So it's it's a bit hard to know uh, what sort of level of football. Obviously, they they are a Champions League team, but then uh, there are the teams from the Welsh Premier League that play in the Champions League early stages. So, um, so yeah, I don't I don't know where in the uh, in the pecking order the the Slovakian Premier League stands. But uh, or, or the Fortuna Liga, sorry. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, how did you? Because uh, you, we talked a little. We talked about him in a fair amount of detail last week, and you were you were fairly impressed with his work in that game. Yeah, and I mean, to come from that, from to just not having any presence in the squad whatsoever. I mean, I, I hindsight is twenty twenty, so you do wonder now about. Um, how was there some kind of rumblings and then maybe it took a little bit of time to mature so maybe the the mentality was to just leave him out the squad because he was um on his way out the club maybe that was the situation but it's it felt harsh at the time because i you know him capturing his second start after a not particularly great start against charlton made me wonder with i don't know i mean that was the thing with especially like the wide berth players there's been a lot of, especially with Sal coming in, Sal coming in quite late. I don't yeah. know if he's still getting up to speed with training and the preseason. I don't know what type of preseason he's had. And then probably coming into, coming into Wednesday, coming in from a, you know, coming in from abroad, yeah. um, the element of probably having to quarantine now, you know, we, we heard about Canberry straight out the, uh, straight out the house or apartment and into the fire. Pretty much, that's the classic yes. phrase, isn't it? In the pandemic, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what we that's what we always say. Um, Corbinu having being ill, being yeah. ill and having an injection, which was strange. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I didn't see the detail of that the injection. Did, that did come up. I, we didn't hear the. <laughs> oh, I think they said that he needed some antibiotics. I did see that, so maybe they were injected antibiotics, which 
it's fairly heavy duty normally if you go to an injection of, uh, of antibiotics. Exactly. You would take something orally. Right? Yeah, generally. No, I, I do like when you said I didn't see the breakdown of that. It made me think I want Darren Moore to give us a breakdown in the local media about how it happened. <laughs> yeah, they put the put the antibiotics in the syringe and, uh, yeah, put it in. Through. <laughs> they did the classic um, squeeze a little bit out of the end and then put it in his arm. It was a bit disappointing. It wasn't a sexy nurse giving him. <laughs> the physio tried his best, to be fair, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, that sexual attraction is not there. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the thing. We had all these kind of wing options uh, or options for the prong of a front free, however you want to see this, however it kind of pans out. Yeah, and it's it's been like a really interesting kind of combination, I guess, including coming into Tuesday, um, which just to kind of leap forward quickly, we'll come back again. You know, Denden played Denden on one of the uh, on one of the tridents, on one of the spears on our Wednesday trident. That uh, our very know, own Manden, Manden, yeah, and then see uh, see God Darren Moore um, really <laughs> prodding people with Wednesday's attack trident. Um, so it's been interesting to see <laughs> him kind of being missing or being present. And I wondered for on the second occasion, like it was really an opportunity for him to kind of right his wrongs from that first game. Mm-hmm. And it also made me wonder if, cause there's so many things we don't see and so many things we have to just guess at, unfortunately, until yeah. we get a bit of insight and then how much insights really just, you know, um, Darren Moore playing his cards close to his chest and what he wants to divulge to us and what he doesn't want to divulge to us. Yeah. Wondered whether like Moore saw something in green that we haven't kind of seen. I mean, we've heard he's a very talented player in his day. It just seems to be a kind of question of getting, getting that out of him. He's had a little bit of a disappointing first half of his season, which was the second half of last season when he joined us. I don't know. It feels a little bit dissatisfying. Like it still felt that he's still a bit of enigma. I don't think we've seen the best of him during his time to be generous to him. I think, yeah, that is being generous. Cause I don't think, I mean, he's in that, he's in that bracket. Obviously it happens younger for outfield players, but at 23, 24, this is very much make or break sort of time. And, and if you've not, I think with, I'm sure he himself would admit it's not mm. been a great first however many years of his, you know, he's barely shown anything in his first, in in those 20, you know, to get to the age of 23, mm. um, glimmers here and there, but mostly fairly disappointing, underwhelming performances. So maybe it was all going to turn around and this was the season where it was going to happen, but also there's a very good chance what you see is what you get. You know, at some point you have to stop presuming there'll be... <laughs> There's a, there's a bright, you know, um, hockey stick like uh, upturn in in form and fortune, mm. and uh, and accept what 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 your eyes and uh, stats are telling you. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I suppose I think the thing is, we've, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that this is a much more balanced squad. But I th- I think we've even touched on when we were looking at the transfers when when we saw Sal or So come in. Um, we did look a bit overstacked in those wide areas once yeah, everybody's no. once everybody's in and, and fit. Mm. Because you've got to remember we've got 
sometime between now and Christmas, we've got Windass coming back. He will presumably, if he's anywhere near top form, he would probably be first choice for left or yeah. right side of that that that, um, that trident. Um, Shadipo and, and Shadipo's got got you know previous in this division. Um, he's had a tremendous goal return, so mm-hmm. you could see him being being up there and Darren Moore is sort of giddy with the thought of unleashing Corbino on things. This week he's been highly, highly praising him. Um, so we've got more than the requisite two options per, mm. per position there. And <laughs> lest we forget Rich's, Rich's fave, Rich's, uh, which is favey wavy Marvin Johnson. Favey wavy Marvin Johnson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the thing, and then and then you've got players who have done a job there already this season. So, such as Brown and Dendon, Brown, Dendon, and um, and Patterson, Patterson, yeah, uh, yeah, that's for a period he... midweek, and then from the start uh, in this weekend's game. Mm. So, yeah, I, I sort of, I, I sort of feels like an area where we were a bit uh, over, maybe a, we were count, we were a bit overburdened with numbers. And obviously, there's interest come in for for Green. I, I, I for me, uh, I, as you say, there's the there's always that what if factor. Maybe he would have turned it round. There were some nice glimmers of things. He obviously he also won that penalty well during our run towards the end of last season. So despite the fact he didn't have huge shining performances, we did get the odd moment that stuck out for for, for its quality. So. Maybe he puts all those things together and we have a, a wonderful year for him. But I believe he's only got one. Well, I'm not sure in t- actually in terms of the number of years. Did we have him for, was it two and a half years he signed for? I think he signed for 18 months. Right. So, yeah. So he's in, so he's the, end in the last of this season. Of contract. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of an unknown quantity still in some, mm. in some ways, particularly compared to some of the other options we've got. And uh, if the interest is there, I, I I think this is another positive sign that we're starting to behave like a a rational, <laughs> sensible football club, yeah. because yeah. it's an area where we've got more than we need. Somebody's shown an interest and given us money, offered us money, and the Andre Green project, from a Wednesday point of view, is we gave it a try for six months, weren't bowled over, but we've made some money because we signed him for signed him on a free. Um, mm. I've seen six-figure sum mentioned a couple of places. So, at the very least, that means a hundred grand f- from from the uh, <laughs> from the project. Wow! Uh, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not... first going to say wow, and secondly, <laughs> I'm going to say wow in an Owen Wilson way. Wow! <laughs> so, not bad, not bad doing, is it? Too... No, exactly. I can't feel too bad about it. I don't think because I'm still excited to see. The additions we've got we've got three players that have not kicked a ball in the league yet in that position mm. i mean and, that in uh, the six figure sum for burner you know if yeah. you look at that from a very selective snap- snapshot completely forgetting the rest of the history <laughs> um we could almost say that you know uh papa papa chan's folding his arms and saying this football <laughs> football logs easy it's just printing, 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 printing money isn't he <laughs> when he's losing massive loads of money but yeah <laughs> Well, I, I did. I was. I was sort of musing. Uh, had the, this. The, the, so my big moment personally of midweek was the first chance to sit and watch a football match with my mm. sister at Hillsborough, uh, which was which was rather nice to do after all this time. Um, but one of the things we were musing on was 
whether Chen Sirius had a reverse experience that the class of 92 people have had at Salford because what they found at Salford is basically you spend more money and have less impact as you go up the leagues and I think the difference between what you spend in to be what you have to spend to be okay in the championship to being to what you have to spend to be quite good in league one I imagine is massively massively different yeah and he might be quite enjoying the fact that um, his resources go that that bit further uh, in this league. I mean, also as the the Wednesday memes, and I think even a flag was printed by some of the fans to show Chan Siri's <laughs> face imposed over Del Boy Trotter. You'd yes. be thinking after those two sales, he'd be saying Kushti, wouldn't he? Kushti, yeah. He would. I'd love to see him say Kushti in his uh, <laughs> speaking English as an ESL manner. You know. <laughs> I imagine it would get no, I'm not gonna do it because that would be that would be pretty racist. No, it's no, this is not uh, I haven't been cancelled in a while, so it's uh it <laughs> tempting tempting to dip my toe in the in the big old cancellation bath. Interestingly, a man who has now been cancelled himself, uh, have you ever heard Thomas Middleditch did, did a character who he said like basically he's like, you know, there there are children who get adopted to other countries, so you could potentially have a, yes, a white child that was adopted by a Chinese family. Yes, I've seen and that piece. Speak, yeah. speak accented English in the same way. That is his, um, that's his justification for doing a very, very broad and stereotypical um, Asian accent. Which was better than his justification for just groping women in nightclubs. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't the, um, the, the, covert racism that got him it was it was the groping we can't do both i think that's the thing that's what we've learned about people we will stand for one or the other but not both mm. <laughs> it can't be gropey and a racist <laughs> into the cancellation pen you go thomas <laughs> we oh, round, round him up into the pen like was it one man and his dog do you remember one man <laughs> is one man his dog still being televised it's just it's such great shit parochial British television, isn't it, really? Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember Kickstart? Did you ever watch Kickstart as a kid? I don't think I did. It was like all the kids with the trial bikes doing like trials. Oh, okay. And it was like BBC. It was just like, it's classic, like, oh, this will be cheap television. People like this. So just, to, just <laughs> put a couple of cameras on it and switch them on and we're good. A little bit of that's the, little that's bit called the Olympics now, Luke. Oh, okay. Okay. Things have progressed. Okay. Kickstart is an Olympic event. <laughs> it needs to be. Needs to be. As does disc golf. But anyway, let's carry on. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there we go. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it was a huge surprise and sort of snuck out. It was the same night as the match, wasn't it? It was this, or was it the night after? But it, it just sort of typical of Wednesday announcements. It was after the working day was over and it felt like sort of snuck <laughs> out in the dead of night kind of thing. Um, but. It seems on the face of it, it seems like good business from Wednesday. This old this'll go a little bit easier on your potatoes, Wednesday fans. <laughs> when you when your tatties at dinner, maybe alongside the Henson's relish, put on a bit of uh, green fucking off to Europe. Hoi, hoi. Andre Green's Slovakian adventure. <laughs> so the other big chunk of news, we 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 plunk uh, midweek matches in the news section. So the other the other chunk of news is was uh, the game against Fleetwood, mm. the Fishheads, as they're sometimes called. 
the, the cod army, I believe. Cod army, yeah. Yes. Actually, it's Grimsby fish heads. Have I got that wrong? Possibly, but you know, they're all lower league. Many a lower league club with a, you know, a fish, fish reference, you know. <laughs> yeah, Cod Army's the official nickname, isn't it? Oh, I want a chippy tea now, Reg. <laughs> you know that they'll serve tartar sauce with it and it'll make you angry. No, actually, I order from there's an Irish chippy I order from because it's the only one I can get delivery to where I am in Calgary. So they're based downtown, but then they season the, the chips with like a um, kind of like a spice mixture. Could it be um, chicken salt? I don't think it is chicken salt. That's a very... Um, that's the Aussie thing, isn't that's it? That's the Aussie thing, yeah. The Aussies. Uh, I remember chatting to an Aussie guy in, in Toronto and talk about K- his lamenting of KFC in, in Canada was they didn't have chicken salt. And I was like, what is chicken salt? And he just said, it's just chicken salt. As though, like, <laughs> I should know what it is. Because <laughs> I'd never heard of that before. Not to be confused with uh, the John Cooper Clark poem, Chicken Town. Evidently Chicken Town. Yeah, yeah. Evidently Chicken Town. Evidently Chicken Town. Chicken salt. Enter the dragon. Exit Johnny Clark. <laughs> the effing chips are effing cold. <laughs> um, anyway, Fleetwood. So yeah, weird to put a spice mixer. So they, they, they're they claiming that they're um, Irish in uh, in origin. I think so, but then I've spoken to, I don't know, I spoke to my friend Finn, who's Northern Irish of origin, said, is this something you're aware of? And he's like, no. So I just have time to just not do it, and then they don't do it. That's good, yeah. I think I've had fish and chips in Ireland and not had, uh, yeah, not had them put with With spice mix on. Don't put spice mix on chips. Come on. on. It's not Nando's. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Maybe Nando's is now like traditional British fare. In well, you know, the argument, the curry, right? It's the great British dish. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, chicken tikka masala is the national dish. Mm. And it's either invented in Birmingham, Glasgow, or, uh, you know, so, so, whichever, or Manchester, or depending on yeah. which city you're in. Oh, okay, interesting. No, it's supposed to be, tikka masala in particular is supposed to be a, a, a British creation. Because mm. chicken tikka traditionally doesn't come with the sauce, so the the idea is a drunken lout of whichever city you're in said, "Does it not come with a sauce?" Um, and therefore, chicken tikka. They, I don't think they squirted tomato sauce on it, and uh, therefore, chicken tikka masala was born. Was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there we go. How did we get to there? We were talking about fish and then chippies, and then we went oh, down yeah. a real with another, another different gravy round the hole. They're not called fish heads. I don't know why I did that. Codders. Codders. Yeah. Um, And all three of the people that made the trip really seemed like lovely folk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was a very loving, sweet minibus they took up, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Somehow it was three buses, but I just don't know where they were all. They were for the match. Maybe they were just, some of them went to Meadow Hall. I don't know. <laughs> but it it was a, a, a sort of interesting lineup. But it, it pretty much the team that finished the win on Saturday mm. was the team that started this game. So, um, well, pretty much. I don't know. I mean, I, I said to you like near time. I'm like, this is a wacky lineup. I think it was just having Adoniram on top. Well, that's because 
by the end of the game, Byers dropped into the midfield. But Byers came on in right. midfield okay. and went out onto the right wing, which is where he got his goal from on sat- uh, last Saturday. Right. So that's what okay. we started with in mm. this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gre- and also Gregory had come on by the end for Canberra and, and he started the game. Um, Johnson mm. managed to uh, keep his position at left wing. Um, and Wing and Bannon seem to be the mainstays amongst the mainstays now in midfield. Mm. Um, and that back five was the same as, as, the, as the previous two games. So uh, Hutch and I offer in the middle, Hunt and Palmer on the flanks and uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell in nets. Mm. Uh, but we just rattled out the blocks. It was It was a breathless sort of 20 minutes of attacking football and I think every, everyone was kind of like taken aback worn out surprised it was sort of a weird atmosphere in the second half because I think we'd just done so much in that first <laughs> there was so much football and so I much know. attacking I know in that early period of the game <laughs> we're still sort of digesting it but um, Hunt in particular just put in some fantastic deliveries looked uh, looked a real live wire all game Um and almost, I think it was sort of two or three minutes in was the first chance that he whipped in a great cross. And Gregory just, if he'd been a, about six inches taller, probably would have headed it on target, but it ended up going up in the air because it was just just a little bit high for him. Um, Wing had a decent effort. Um, Adoniran uh, sort of cut back to, to someone in the box who had a decent effort. And and uh, cut, cut, and, and basically the, the kind of, flourish of attacking play came to uh, a culmination after 15 minutes with um, Iorfa heading it a bit longer than everybody expected from from uh, from a clearance and Gregory just reading it so well and turning it into a counter-attack. Uh, played the ball into Adoniran's path who really loves those moments where he can stretch his legs and uh, power away from people, uh, put himself got himself in in uh one on one with the goalkeeper and had a, a fairly decent left foot show. It wasn't the best shot. You can tell that his left foot's not his favoured foot, but he it was a decent enough effort for the keeper to do a Dawson straight into the middle of the box. And uh, and once again Gregory was alert and and there to to poke it home and get his first goal in front of the cop. Great to see a number nine get his first start and get and get get going straight away in that way yeah absolutely magic um yeah at that point i just just thought it was just complete takeoff yeah at that point like it it really looked from what i was seeing just like i'm like this is this is it's looking like uh you know we thought summer was over but it seems to still be cricket season really (laughs) it is one i think it genuinely looking like it felt so at the time uh, at sort of half time but um, I think looking back and seeing the highlights and just how many chances we made and, and good quality chances, it's not like balls flying across the front and thinking, well, if only somebody had been there, it's it's people inches away from putting the ball in the back of the net more often than not. Um, it is one of those games, I think if we got a second, if we'd either scored, if we'd scored either side of uh, of Gregory's goal, we probably would have won four or five nil. I think it was just one of those. Obviously, the ground was was rocking, but it, the team were just so uh, 
feeding off each other so well. It was. Uh, it's a shame in a way we didn't get a big thumping win, but uh, maybe that would have put us too far ahead of ourselves and set expectations too wild. So perhaps, uh, perhaps the, the, the one nil, the spawny one nil that we walked away. Maybe I'm a bit reasonable though, because I did wonder about like I, I think you we take winning every week. I, well, of course we would. Um, but, you, you know, you sometimes get that feeling like, oh, I'd, I'd love a, I'd love a game where we just absolutely whoop the, the opposition, Yeah, you know, give them a real, real dicking, you know, that type of stuff. I, I was, uh, uh, one of my notes was do rocket ships stall stuttering engines at Cape Canaveral. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, tragically, yes, Luke, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the astronaut puts the keys in he gives it a turn it starts <laughs> and then it's like i'll just give it a few minutes it needs to warm up you know <laughs> well that's i think that's it, it the nice thing of being of it being three nil four nil whatever is you're not worried you get to just straight on enjoy it you don't have the mm. worry, worry. Yep. Yep. and i think we saw the <clears throat> the other side of that in the Donny game that, you know, them getting the penalty that can happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was, uh, when they got the penalty, I was just thinking they don't deserve to make us nervous for the last five or 10 minutes or whatever it would have been. Yeah. Like they don't, they haven't earned the right to make us nervous. And it was the same thing with Fleetwood really all game. Yeah. You do end up nervous because it's just one fluky thing that needs to happen for a goal to come about. And then, all of the wonderful effort goes to nothing if you don't if you don't score those goals and and sort of put it to put it to bed in that way. You you are just you're at the whims of the universe, a bad referee, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, a bad offside call. Um so yeah that's that's the benefit, isn't it? You just get to enjoy <laughs> yeah. rather than rather than the worry. But I, to be honest, I, I thought we were we looked really good, but I also thought Fleetwood didn't look a bad side. Uh, they they created mostly it was chances from outside the box, but I think they knew what it felt like to me. Like they knew what they were about. They may be missing a striker. They had mm. they created some chances that they didn't really look like taking. Um, Do you think that seems a litany of a lot of League One sides we've played? Quite quite possibly. Quite possibly. I mean, the interesting thing is, um, I'm I'm curious about this. Like I I'm curious if. The teams we were playing seem to be, and kind of maybe a little bit of a jump ahead to today's uh, talk about about Wednesday against against against, yeah. Mill, against Millers, against Rotherham. Um, we've played four games. Three of these teams are nineteenth, twenty first, and twenty third as as we speak, respectively. Not respectively. Um, Fleetwood and nineteenth. I 19th, always think that this early in the season doesn't really mean much. True. But I, I don't know if this is just like I thought we had a little bit of a little bit of a testing start in terms of fixture list. Yeah, but that so I think it it probably is a testing start in terms. I of fixture I was list. thinking that, but it's just seeing the league table makes me wonder if just the quality has gone up in League Maybe. One, like which I, I think can definitely happen. I mean, this doesn't feel like God. I mean, this, this doesn't feel like the days of your. That I think, you know, I was having a season ticket with you and it was a bit like League One. Oh, yeah, mm. Brighton, Peterborough, Charlton. The, the teams like that have, seem to have a season each where they seem to just romp the league and no one seemed yeah. to be any close to the quality that they had. Like it, it it's doesn't. It's right down there, by the way. And everybody's 
everyone was milking themselves dry over them pre-season. Including me as well. <laughs> yeah, and Lincoln City are right down there. Yeah. I just think while ever one win or two wins is the difference between being like bottom of the league and top of the league. The league right. really it is isn't. it is premature, right? I mean, with four games into the season. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose we're looking at teams that have they've not they've not just lost to us, they've lost to somebody else as well. So mm. what does that what does that say about their prospects? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I think you're probably right in terms of the overall quality. Mm. Every team seems to have like a a, a a whizzy youngster from the Premier League or two as well that they're kind of is their shining <laughs> jewel. Um, there just seems to be a few like standard bits and bits and bobs that just weren't the case previously. Yeah, I love it's the term whizzy youngster. By the way, That's whizzy fantastic. youngster. <laughs> Got one of those Premier League whizzy youngsters. <laughs> Yeah, someone with a little bit of buzz about them or can play a clever pass or whatever. Um, Full of whiz. Because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it uh, do, 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 the guy that played the clever sort of inside-out pass for Donny is, is a... A whizzy youngster. A Galbraith, isn't it? He's from, he's from Man United. Right, um, okay. You know, the thing I, I thought about Fleetwood and, you know, some of my hesitancy was looking into the game and, and like, just, just absolutely loving everything. Dennis mm. Adoniran is putting down right now. Yeah. Maybe the problem with Adoniran is the fact we've only got one of him. Yes, yes. You know, I identify with Bob Odenkirk and I think you should leave. We fancifully tell others we have triples of the Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> very good. If if you've not seen that sketch, you should uh, seek it out. It's very, very good. I think, was it called? Uh, Ca- Cafe Wink, I think it's called. Cafe Wink, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's a nice problem to have, but I think you're probably right. And you know, he's so he plays the game in such a wholehearted way. Mm. Like I, I think the decision, skipping ahead a little bit, to the decision to rest him for today's game is probably a kind of looking after him rather than I'm sure he would have been out there glad to take part if he'd been if he'd been able to uh, from the start but you know looking protecting him from himself and his own boundless enthusiasm is probably going to mm. be a bit of a job for uh for darren moore and, and the team as well yeah um, but i mean uh, again the the thing with you know we remember the quote from alan nixon about wednesday in their pomp signing you know another striker saying you mm. can never have enough you can never have enough ferraris Never have enough Ferraris, yes. You know, so maybe we've got like a bit of a stuttering Lambo in the uh, in the engine in the uh, in the <laughs> in, in the depths of our large uh, Jay Leno garage in uh, Massimo Luongo. But I mean, bringing yeah. him, you know, thinking that like, well, we're resting him and we're giving, you know, gonna gonna dust take the covers off action action mass and take him out for a <laughs> take him out for a drive. A little know. Sunday drive. A little Sunday drive. Yeah, isn't isn't the worst thing in the around world? The, you know, around the country lanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, of course. But I suppose I, I I suppose I'm I'm fighting a battle that nobody else will have had. But I had a conversation with um with the chap that sits next to me at halftime, and he just sort of said, "Oh, they are terrible. They're awful." And I hadn't thought that. That wasn't my thinking mm. of on them I, I thought they looked fairly decent and looking at the stats side of things I know stats can tell all sorts of stories but possession wise it was fairly nip and tuck 54 46 and they had 11 shots 
to uh, to match our eleven. Um, they had five shots on target, to which was the same as as we had. So yeah, as well as just. I, th- I thought they looked all right, and it was another. Yeah. So I, I would mark this as another. I, d- I certainly didn't look like feel like I was looking at a team that is going to be in relegation trouble. No, I know, but that's the thing, though. I, I think all four games. I think now mm. to kind of jump ahead and a bit of a spoiler, like even though I host a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, and I often look to be pitiful and uh, terrible about the team <laughs> t- about the ten pot outfits we come up against. <laughs> they've all been quite good teams. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, there's no one I thought this is a bad side. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> hoping we get to play a bad side because, <laughs> you know, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Uh, you know, the late cricket season come see on. That, see what that looks like. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you no, know, they all look decent. They all they all look quite good. Team. I thought Fleetwood looks looked fine. You know, but I'd, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's still the litany of probably all these games. And as a bit of a spoiler, is you know, goals make games. And none of these teams yeah. look like even really laying a glove on BPF and our, our back four. Well, I would go. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I'm not. I think they've had. I think they've had good chances. Some of the teams, and they've had good shots. Well, well. To again, maybe jump ahead a little bit, a little bit of Freddie foreshadowing, a little bit of spoiler, spoiler action yeah. here. Uh, two of those may the two of the major chances were penalties. Which were piss weak penalties on both both occasions, but anyway. Oh, I don't. Well, well, I don't, think, I don't mm. think this weekend's was a was a bad penalty. Spoiler town. Spoiler okay. town. Let's uh, let's take a detour <clears throat> out of spoiler town. Let's is take it, out a detour. No, but that, the thing is, I think both. So the both the games. Uh, so to look at um, the previous weekend's game and and uh, the midweek game. Mm. Uh, so Do- Donny had. I, I in particular remember a very good effort down low uh, to to the keeper's left, and he made a great save. I, I thought Fleetwood had two or three chances that were not bad, and having a goalkeeper. I, I mean, and we we will probably at some point stop being amazed by having a competent goalkeeper, but a goalkeeper that makes the save and does not put the ball in the middle of their box for another chance to happen is making a difference already for us. I think we can count with penalty saves, with saves from other chances. I think already we've got points from having a proper goalkeeper. Already we can account attribute some some added value point-wise to having a goalkeeper um, that can do the job they're, they're actually employed to do. I'm looking forward to your Paul McCartney, Maybe I'm a Maze cover, all about uh, Bailey Peacock-Farrell. <laughs> Maybe I'm amazed by the way you're competent all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact you can actually kick a football. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I think the nice thing was we didn't, we got that one goal on Tuesday night. We didn't, stop then we kept making chances unfortunately we didn't take any more but we kept making mm-hmm. um gregory hit the post didn't he with a header gregory hit the post hunt had a couple of another couple of good balls put in there was one that johnson almost got on the end of um, the one in the second half which gregory put on the plate the with second. him and then johnson just seemed to just forget he had feet type thing yeah just turned into stone and let it bounce off his shins 
it felt a bit like he was running up in with a bowling ball and then he just <laughs> forgot to let go and then he just kind of <laughs> he just kind of threw himself down the lane really <laughs> that's kind of what felt like it happened there yeah abs- i mean that miss was absolutely inexplicable really. yeah yeah, and Gregory got set away for a one-on-one with the goalkeeper, which he kind of bottled. He did that weird check back thing, and then then shot wide. If you remember that, that was a really good chance. Mm. Um, I, so we, I think we can talk after we've spoken about the game. I think it's going to be interesting to talk about first impressions of Gregory uh, because I think some parts are absolutely as advertised. You know, his goal here was a classic poachers sort of effort mm. uh he was just he, he played his part in the build-up by latching on to it and making the chance happen so that's great he's got the link-up play um and then he's also in position for the spilled spilled effort so that's fantastic uh, but I, w- I was slightly disappointed with the fact he didn't he didn't look like he was relishing his opportunity to get an effort off one-on-one with the goalie. Um, part of that was his pace. I think he was getting caught for pace. So yeah, he, yeah. He put a doubt in his mind. Uh, but there was another, he had a, he had a bigger, similar chance uh, in, in this weekend's game, which I think similarly didn't really grasp the nettle particularly well. Interesting. Um, but, but a good, I mean, this was, this was a really good performance again, I think we deserved more goals than we had, uh, but th- we're having a, a very fine start to the season. Uh, and the, the thought that we've got coming away from the ground, having a conversation where it's like, well, we've not even possibly Luongo, if he's still he's still as good as he was pre-injury, possibly he's our, still our best midfielder. We've not he's not even kicked a ball yet. Mm. We've got Shodipo, who's who got lots of goals in this league previously. Um, so that's that's an exciting thing to bring in, and and Windass, if he comes back fit and firing, will undoubtedly be one of the best forward players in this division. So the fact that we've got all these things, you know, we're we're doing all right, yeah, and we've still got all these things to come back into play. I know, I know. and we're not desperately sat waiting for these players back either, which means we can take time and make sure, or do what we can to try and make sure they don't immediately break again. I mean, I don't, God, I don't want to be too, you know, I really don't want to be too far ahead of myself. And the the risk is always when you're feeling confident and optimistic Mm -hmm. about these things, you're probably going to come across very arrogantly. Yeah. But I mean, saying that, Windash should tear this league a fucking new one, really. He absolutely should. Yeah. Can't wait to watch him doing a TikTok video about him tearing, tearing a new asshole to this division. Some weird like voiceover. This is where the old asshole used to be. <laughs> <laughs> then Windass happened. I just, I just love to see more of him doing funky, the Funky Town dance. <laughs> um, the disappointing thing I think from midweek, mm. which we didn't uh, touch on in the run through there, was Hutch getting injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I think it did start. He was involved in the challenge, and then he was then he sort of pulled up afterwards. Um, it's a bit vague. What I don't know if we've been told much detail about what's gone wrong with him. Uh, but oh, they they said in the post match. Uh, I was looking at that quickly. I was googling for Dom Housen on his Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was sharing the um, 
he was sharing the the post-match chat with Darren Moore. He was saying that uh, Moore was saying that they wanted to give him a rest. Although he was more uh, Hutchinson really, really wanted to play, but they decided to kind of give him a rest. Basically, but mid midweek he said, "Hopefully, it's not as bad as it looks." Which is yeah, but there was always there's always that thing at the end of the game. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. There was no one said someone someone was mentioning on Al's talk. I think who went to the game was talking about what happened with Luongo at the end of today to jump ahead. Oh, right, and apparently had a bit of a you know seemed to get a bit of treatment at the end of it. But oh, that, okay. That's always worrying, you know. Yeah. Anyway. But then, well. Jumping ahead. And maybe jumping just, ahead. And, and maybe getting worried. I, I think that isn't the difficult thing with injuries is typically a bit like, well, that looked bad. I'm, I'm worried about that. And sometimes you're proven right. Sometimes you're completely wrong. And sometimes yeah. it's the more innocuous things that people are out for. Months, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but I suppose Luongo, who knows what the ongoing situation is? It might be that he's sort of someone that needs running repairs forever, you know, in his position. We don't know what the extent of his injury was or what, or even what his injury was that kept him out for the best part of two seasons. Um, or whether it was different injuries, you know, all these things that we don't, we don't really know the full, full detail of. Um, and, and he's come he's come he's not played any football this season so far then he plays the full match today um who knows uh but that i, I would presume if there was something particularly wrong we would have taken him off we had a spare sub mm. but anyway who knows do we want to get on to to, to the today's game the game we, against Rotherham? we do that's the nature of uh what we do and I do want to talk about it. I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinions. We've kept the powder dry in texting. Um, yeah. Just as a bit of a precursor, I guess I had the weird world that's it's been a long week. I'm volunteering for Calgary Indie Music Festival Sled Island here. So I'm, I did that Friday night. I'm doing that tonight as well on Saturday night. So mm. I'd had a long week. I did a lot of work, uh, hanging out with friends, hanging out with my girlfriend. Also had a um, also had a COVID scare last week, which was fantastic. Oh, brilliant! So I hung out with a friend of mine who then texted me the next day to say, "Oh yeah, this other friend who she hung out with a couple of times had tested positive for COVID." I then had a headache on the Sunday, which um, was probably thanks to the fact that it's just smoky AF for a lot of the time here in Calgary this summer. Thanks to the forest fires in BC, so that was probably the reason why I, I went and got myself nasally violated with a COVID test. So it's <laughs> <laughs> basically all of this is probably too much information but i've just had a big big old week and i wondered about setting my uh clock for six just 10 to 6 this morning to get up and the alarm went off and i thought nah, no nah, i need to sleep yeah so i actually got up and the thing that annoys me about the wednesday website is there's no way to watch a stream of a game without them actually telling you what's happening in the game which is a real i think it's a real faux pas yeah but anyway, I think I've mentioned this before. So, well, you missed the. We had a delayed kickoff. That was fun. Yeah. So you know, so the New York Stadium, you know, the named as such because um, some sewer caps, I think, were made in Rotherham in New York. That are in yeah. New York. So I'm wondering if maybe they repaid the favor by making the turnstiles in Emerson Buffalo. <laughs> well. What you missed with that, though, was the fun of so being shown the kind of um, high crane 
view from the I guess the top of the stand mm. of, you know the, the capturing most of the stadium and the pitch um and 15 or 20 kids waving flags and their mascot waving a flag uh who I thought was a cow from a distance but it turns out is a bear for some reason uh why is he but, a bear? what's the name of the I'm gonna you can keep talking I'll uh I'll google what the rubber and mascot is called <laughs> I think he's just called Miller Bear Miller Bear, fucking hell. He is called Miller Bear. <laughs> did you guess that? Or did which you is, know which that? is my which is my name on all of the social media channels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard spotted the thriving gay community. <laughs> this mascot is terrible. It's a really rubbish mascot. It's just you've gone to a shop, you've Googled mascot and bought the first thing, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I find really scary? It's got a really big head for a bear. Like, <laughs> it's a really fat head. It's a big really head fat, flat head. And I want to say its eyes are piss holes in the snow, but it's the opposite. <laughs> it's the inverse because the eyes are white and the eyes are really scary. I'm looking at him now and those eyes are like, it's just a, it, it's, you know, it's purely just white pixels on that background, but it's piercing into my soul, Rich. <laughs> this bear is scaring the crap out of me. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It is absolutely awful. Awful, awful. If it's not piss holes in the snow, is it snow holes in the piss? <laughs> it's snow holes in the piss, yeah. <laughs> the black, deeply dehydrated piss. Oh, it's so As someone bad. who's just died afterwards, because that wouldn't be a good colour for your piss. <laughs> that is an awful, awful mascot. Especially like even looking like looking across the uh, uh, looking across to the other one third of Sheffield City uh, to their landlocked uh, pirate. Yes, yes. You know, presumably it's awful. Uh, <laughs> but the the children and the bear, as they announced the delayed kickoff. At kickoff time, just were left out there for the 15 minutes, waggling their <laughs> Well, now I know, Rich. So if I get up really super early to watch Wednesday again, I'll just save that image and bring it up because then I won't go back to sleep again. <laughs> just just <laughs> waggling their flags to Kings of Leon. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> so yeah, twenty prepubescent children and uh, and a creepy, creepy bear waggling their flags to sex is on fire. Uh, <laughs> this is football. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> on to matters at hand. Um, <laughs> a bit of a weird lineup. It is weird because I, I, I mean, this was the weird thing I said to you. You know, we we said last week that we'd both do the uh, Provolution Soccer FIFA thing of uh, taking yes, out yes. the taking out the equally talented young Ferraris from the yes. uh, from the academy <laughs> garage for for a game like this because we can com- we can control them and both make them as good as that. So yeah. I thought that would have been the case for Fleetwood, but then we largely stuck with a very thing and we rotated for this game, which seemed a strange decision. I mean, there needs to be squad rotation, but I was like looking over, I'm like, yeah, my notes are basically lineup is a bit cray-cray. Sad to see (laughs) Hutchinson out after a decent partnership. Seeing Denden on the bench is weird, but Mass is back. Oh, this is just bananas. 
Good to see Brown with yeah. a chance. Just rotation? Question mark. Feels weird. Feels weird to see it more for this game rather than Fleetwood. Interesting to see how this plays out. Even though I was trying to be honest, though I actually knew what was happening at that point because I think the time <laughs> I woke up was about the 79th minute. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I, I tried no, to be. It wasn't. Uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, it's just a weird lineup. I tried to be genuine with that comment for the time, but I, like if I would have, I'd been like, I don't know what I'd be thinking. Really, it's it's. It is a bit weird, and you know, yeah, and then we're the thinking about that prolong, uh, that prong, fr- the free prong, of which we're not seeing Sal still, we're not seeing Corbino still, uh, we're not seeing Marvin Johnson. We are seeing Patterson, Patterson playing off Camberry. Yes, strange. And then Brown on the other side. Brown on the other side. Yeah, I'm glad to see, but it's not the strongest front three that we have. I don't know. I mean, we we will we'll, we're still working that out, but we're still getting up to the point where we think the players will perform as well as you know they do on paper. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing right now on paper. God, what am I guessing on paper? Gregory up as number nine. Um, yeah. I'm thinking Corbino, and then probably either one of Johnson Shadipo on the other flank. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm guessing is going to be. I think Corbino is going to be more of a surprise from the bench more often than not. I would would be my guess, but I don't know. I know you've got high hopes for your your, your uh, compatriot, Luke. Yeah, I do indeed. <laughs> um, no, but it was it was I mean it was a bit of an odd lineup. So obviously we had the enforced change of Dunkley because Hutch wasn't on the bench either. So uh, for all the talk of, of of Hutch maybe making it, maybe nearly making it, being every mm. given every chance, he didn't make it. So Dunkley's the enforced change there at the back. But it's yeah, it's elsewhere, those changes. So as you say, that, that front three looks kind of baffling. <laughs> um, and then Luongo makes his first start in a very, very long time in that we, midfield. Break. God, we didn't even have a defensive sub on the bench. So Louis Gibbo didn't get a. He didn't uh, sit on the bench for you. That's you interesting. Yeah. I guess I, I suppose Brown could drop in, and Adeniran looks like. I wouldn't be surprised if Adeniran can can do a job at sort of right. Yeah, back. yeah. I guess we probably we can move some stuff around. You know, I'm sure like Palmer could probably move in, and then you said Palm could drop back on maybe on the, you know, in the yeah fullback flank. Yeah. So maybe there's some stuff we can kind of work around there. Yeah. Intriguing, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I hadn't really noticed that we didn't have a defender on the bench at all. That's uh, that's a, that's an interesting one. But considering that we've had benches before, where you look at it and there was nobody, um, nobody even vaguely exciting or interesting on it. Uh, <laughs> quite, quite nice to have so many attacking options that we uh, we neglect to put any defenders. It's such on a there. strong squad for this division. Like I'm going to say, mm. it's it's our, our bench is scary. Our bench should scare oppositions. It scares yeah. me how good it is. To be fair, yeah. Um, that being said, so it's just it was a strange lineup, and I th- and and I think it start we started playing like it was a bit of a strange, unfamiliar lineup because uh, mm. and Rotherham started off very, very brightly. Um, include it seemed to be sort of isolating Palmer or maybe trying to isolate the bit the the gap between Palmer and Dunkley. I don't know. I couldn't quite figure out which was which it was, but I, I had him down as a right back. I'm just looking, I think who scored doesn't have the lineup as I, as I would picture it <laughs> or imagine it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm just trying to see if the, what the average positions look like because I suppose if you're Og Benny basically was their star man. He looked he looked a real threat. Looked really quick. Um, delivery not not brilliant. Mm. <laughs> uh, but but uh, sort of that thing of getting enough chances at it to 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 that it didn't really matter uh, that every each individual delivery wasn't great because he was going to be able to probably get 10 chances to put the ball in the box and eventually one of them would be all right um so i've just got sort of 6 minutes in dunkley was backing off uh, a run from the middle and very fortunate that the player didn't shoot um but then we had a we had a chance of our own seven minutes in. So I think we'd had like five minutes of just pure rather and pressure and and the odd chance half chance. Yeah. Um, seven minutes in, Patterson did a really good sort of driving run into the box. I put I put a driving run for Patterson, who is now a winger? Question mark. Mm. Uh, cuts back a brilliant pass to Canberra, who somehow shot straight up in the air. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a very frustrating yeah. end to that move. My note about that was Patterson with a lovely angled jink into the box and a nip mm. little feed off to Canberry, who relays him and us with a moment not as good as he lazily scuffs it over. Yes, yeah. Fully like leaning back and just pinged it straight. Uh, yeah, straight. I think Pearson on the uh, commentary said that uh, it would have been easier to hit the target than do what he did from where he stood. <laughs> and I, I, I was, I was, so I. Th- what we did, what we didn't talk about midweek was how Dunkley did. I think some people he did come out with some praise from some people, but he he just deeply, deeply worries me. I think I worry about him sometimes when we're not even playing. <laughs> he's just an, an abundantly handsy defender. He's very like the physicality of defending is yeah, is his forte, yeah. but he forces that to happen mm-hmm. in every exchange, and it's like you just don't need to touch people all the time, and you're all the time that you're putting hands on people in the box and around the box, you're just asking for them to fall over, and then add to the fact add so that's you know he's kind of a, a free kick a constant free kick threat against us mm. uh, that, that, you know, any given moment, you'll just go through the back of somebody or pull them over or pull the shirt off or whatever. But then in addition to that, he just never quite seems convincing when like, like the, the goal, uh, the goal midweek was, was a great convincing header from I for the fact he headed it all the way to the halfway line was what made the difference. And it feels like every time I offer, well, not maybe not every time, every time is harsh, but it feels like an even chance that I offer is going to head it straight up in the air at any given moment and like pile the pressure on us. Mm. And the ball could just kind of like ricochets and bounces off him. It just never quite feels, I offer gives all this feeling of control and yeah, I know he's containing, obviously he's, He's just as physical, even more physical than Dunkley. He's stronger. He's quicker. He's ever. He's taller. But it's all contained and 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 controlled. Whereas Dunkley just feels awkward and and just yeah, he just terrifies me all the time. <laughs> so I just said Dunkley is a constant worry. Him and Palmer don't seem to be communicating particularly well. Um, and also, I thought on top of that, Wing wasn't having a great game. Uh, he didn't have a great start to the second half midweek either, but um, mm-hmm. but he turned it round. But I, I think the occasion maybe got to Lewis Wing a bit today. 
Not yeah. helped by his own comments. I don't know if you picked up that he sort of said, I was never going to go back to Rotherham. I sort of, I think, did yeah. he say, I served my time there? I like, served my time. Thing. Yeah. Um, which meant that he was getting pelters every time he touched the ball. And it, he didn't, some players rise above that and that would put, draw a performance out of them. That wasn't the case for Wing. I thought he shrunk under it. Uh, he got a yellow card for a pretty nothingy. Yep. Yep. Foul. Uh- I do just want to make the illusion. Um, I am thinking of the Fun Loving Criminals song uh, <laughs> where uh, Huey Lewis tells, uh, not Huey Lewis, Huey Morgan, uh, tells <laughs> tells the listener that uh, basically he's given the choice of uh, Paris or prison. And then he says, I chose the former because I heard it was warmer. And I, I wonder if it's the same thing, but just with Rotherham for Lewis Wing. And he thought that Rotherham would be mildly warmer than prison. <laughs> but it almost sounds like a punishment from uh from it, does, Colin, doesn't it? it does it does indeed which is fair enough to be honest um <laughs> warnock warnock sent him to rotherham the new version of sending some to country. <laughs> yeah. do you think he did it sort of like his his uh sort of typical grin lewis i'm sending you to new york <laughs> <laughs> do you like that one yeah. Oh, can I can I get a glass of wine? <laughs> You're gonna hate it. <laughs> mm. uh, I think a huge relief for Wednesday, but obviously, you know, wish him all the best for the rest of the season. But after 25 minutes, Ogbeni did his hamstring and went off. Yeah. And I think that did make life noticeably easier for Wednesday. <laughs> could I uh, could I rewind it back a little bit here? Feel free. There was a long throw in that bounced in on the 14th minute oh. that really worried me. You know, yeah. this is generally just from this first period. And I, oh, I hate to say it's a lot of this game. Not too good a handle on things here. No. And then Rotherham carved us open, but the, the through ball they gave was offside. Um, yeah. That 16th minute mark with the, the, the wing free kick, I think that's something to kind of like just, I just want to kind of give a focus on here. Yeah, yeah. Line was the linesman should have given us a throw in. I agree. Yep. Yep. And then from there we concede that lazy free kick, and then somehow Wing gets a yellow. Yeah. Which I don't agree with. From there they kill a dangerous free kick in, which Bailey Peacock Farrell punches behind. Mm. And then suddenly they've got another corner from there as well. So yeah. um the butterfly effect or the shit ref effect, perhaps <laughs> the shitter ref effect. <laughs> You know, it just gave it, it really didn't help the fact that Rotherham had a really prolonged spell of pressure on us. Yeah. You know, I said, this is not fun. And then I think I'm catching up to you now and said, then Rotherham get an injury because he went down. He went down, then he got back up, right? That's right. He, he went off and then came back on. But, um, but it was, it was a temporary. I don't know whether he just came back on to give the, his replacement a chance to warm up properly. Right. Uh, I don't, or whether it was a genuine, see if you can run it off sort of thing. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. No, no, no. I'm fucked. Yeah. 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 But I think, so my, to give you my match day experience, yours was the sort of delayed um, thing. I did have a delay that was almost as long as yours on what, so there was two streams av- available. One was the Rotherham commentary and that <laughs> was about five, 10 minutes behind play uh, and oh, wow. stopping fairly constantly. Um, the, other was the presumably the Wednesday commentary, uh, so it was Radio Sheffield. Uh, but that was going 
just the screen would go black every couple of minutes. I think somebody's screensaver kept coming on. Because uh, <laughs> that's when it comes down to it. That's that, that's what all these like grotty streams are, is just somebody running like lots of laptops and point and like sharing their screen effectively. Um and spinning plates is just moving exactly, mo- yeah. moving, moving the trackpad a little on each one. Well he's playing he's playing civilization on the other screen. So he can't just pay attention to the match, can he? Um, so, so yeah, it was it was sort of trying to decide which was the least bad option at various times, mm. uh, but both of the I had the opportunity then to hear both sets of commentary teams saying that they you know they knew he was going to have to go off as soon as they saw the injury. Like you just don't when you ping your hamstring like that, nobody's anywhere near you, and you're running, and then something goes that you don't generally, it's very, very slim chance that you're going to just be able to like yeah. walk that off. Yeah. Um, so it's mm. sort of almost weird that, that, that they tried to do that. Um, but I've, I'm sure Palmer breathed a huge sigh of relief because even though they did have a good replacement, I thought, uh, I thought sadly I was looked a very, another very decent footballer. He didn't have that pace of, of Ogbonna, which, does add to everything. Sadlier is a is a good uh is a good player. I think his arch nemesis, Happy Trufer, is, is also <laughs> very good as well. What is he a truther for? 9-11 or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm exposing this conspiracy, but I'm doing it in a positive way. <laughs> the Illuminati control our lives, but most of the time it's okay. Um, so we have first off, so we we've, we know we've sort of foreshadowed that there is a penalty to come. Yeah. We had our own penalty shout before that, though. Twenty eighth minute. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't really see. I didn't see anything in it at all. Like I'm going to be honest, and there was there's barely. They're like, oh, and there's claims from Wednesday, and then it just looked like nobody because the camera was kind of focusing on Patterson. Maybe Patterson and Camberry, or Camberry and maybe Brown alongside him on the other side, and they were just kind of like very flatly walking back after the decision. There was I didn't see any claiming, unless it was Bannon kicking off. A I first. think Camberry did claim. I think Camberry was the closest to it. I think what happened was the cross went in, and frustratingly, Camberry didn't attack it in the way you'd hope. He was sort of letting it roll across the front of his body, but I think as he let it go across the front of his body, Wood kind of punched it. Or, or it hit Wood's arm, the top of Wood's arm. So Ronnie Moore was claiming it was chest. He said, it looks like he's... <laughs> oh, no, he's Scouse, isn't he? Is he Scouse? I don't know. It looks like he's... He said, it looks like he's hit his chest. He's hit his arm, but it really, I think it's probably the chest, um, which sounds a lot like a handball to me. Right. Um, and Pearson was convinced. I, he always convinced. But the... I was probably... The, the yeah. neutral was saying that they, they thought it that there was probably something in it. Right, but I mean, I guess, like, contextually, if, if what was last week was a penalty. Yeah. Then this, oh, yeah. Well, that's then probably it. that is a penalty, too. I just couldn't even yeah. see the incident, like, even the replay. And then it was a bad, it was a bad, yeah, it wasn't a good angle for us to see it. And then they don't, that's not something they go back and replay these days, right? No, because included in that move was Wood absolutely throttled Luongo, dragged him to the floor. Yeah, that should have been a yellow. Well, the fact that he remembered and went and spoke to him and still didn't give him the yellow was baffling. 
and I was listening to the Rotherham commentary at that point, and they couldn't believe that Wood had got away with it. Yeah. They were just like, oh, Wood will get a yellow for that. Oh, here, here, here comes the ref to give Wood his yellow. Whoa, mm. he's the only talking to him. Like they couldn't believe that it had not been he'd not been given a yellow. That's what mm. I mean. The ref was dreadful today. I mean, we've we've moaned about refs in almost every game so far, <laughs> but and the one midweek wasn't a wasn't a picnic. Handed out yellow cards like they were going out of fashion. Uh, but there he was. I think him and it, it was the whole officiating team today. That's the thing. Yeah. Because the line, the one, said, the one midweek thought it was Halloween and mistook yellow cards for swizzle sticks. <laughs> they did the other way around, right? Yeah, or That's circus peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I always see Americans moaning about killing circus peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but the but yeah, the bad calls on the ball going out of play, as you say, from uh, um. We should have had a had a throw in that didn't happen, and just offsides that were questionable all the way through the game, and and it affected both teams. Uh, so my next thing is that I've got my next note is the is the penalty incident. I don't know if you've got anything between kind of the thirtieth minute and and the penalty incident. Um, well, I, I think twenty eighth was the one that I thought was maybe the one that should have been a bigger yellow. A bigger certain shades of yellow uh, for kick for knock for that was probably wood for him longer. Was it? Was it with you? For the twenty eighth minute? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, 30, that's that but the thirty first minute, I thought also that was the one. There was some nice footwork from Luongo, and then he was just taken out pretty cynically on the side of the had, pitch. So what I put was several fouls that were bad or worse than wings go unpunished, and the worst of yeah. these was. Would, ho- would hoiking down Luongo very cynically, but somehow just getting talking to. So there were several incidents. I think there was a moment where I was slightly worried we were going to see a red because I think he let he let three big tackles from them go without punishing them. And uh, our players were starting to exact their own revenge to, to as tends to happen. I think um I think Bannon sort of rattled into a tackle or two around that time to try and I don't know, punish them for, for what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. the doing his job. I, I said the one in the 31st minute, probably a yellow, but Rotherham has some type of protection spell mm. going on. And this is the thing, the, the comment I, I noted about just afterwards, I said Rotherham are probably a great outfit as a division. They can play a bit, but they can also be dirty a bit and seemingly getting away with it every time. Yeah. I, 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 want, I do wonder if that we'll see a bit of a, you know when somebody actually crunches the numbers, there was they showed I think that referees were f- more even when there were no fans in the stadium, and I, it feels to me like they're much more likely to give decisions to the home team now. Right, and I think we've seen it at Wednesday at, at Hillsborough as well. It's gone in our favour because I think mm. there's, been, um, there's been games where, particularly last Saturday, where. The opposition got more yellow card, got yellow cards for things that maybe we didn't. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think we might find that refs have been affected by fans coming back, maybe more than players have. Um, anyway, uh, I've got a, so the I've four, sh- got a few more notes as well. Okay. So one of the things I thought was really interesting was like I think it, this was you know we're in this world and, and we're not immune because we do a podcast. We're part of the fan fan yes. media community, however much we want to be 
be bezzy mates with these people or whether we want to be <laughs> like, look at these fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's the world of the kind of vloggers, which mm-hmm. has a different flavor to what we do. And someone was, did you see any of the, they had a Rotherham vlog? Yes. With the four fans, which was just hilarious. Oh, the one of those for, for one of ours. Even Bannon might make the Oh, bench. no, I'd have Bannon, but I'd have him on bench. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Absolutely fucking idiots. Yeah. But it, it's interesting that, you know, they talk a lot about Woody, you know, which is yeah. formerly of his parish, Richard Wood. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting to think, wow, he's 36. Oh, my word. Yeah. Oh, my word. Old, old man Woody. Um, <laughs> but interesting, like, some, I, I was wondering, like, well, what's the fabric with him being that, you know, a long time ago, we identified him pretty heavily with Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. Um, there was a very sad and very poorly managed kind of end of his Sheffield Wednesday career where we probably should have sold him for top dollar rather yeah. than sticking was he part around of the with 20, him. The famous, famed 20 million pound he, Yes, he is. It is Wooden Beavers, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's told, told Beavers up to? These days, is he still at Peterborough? He's still kicking around. He's still kicking around. Yeah, he's at Peterborough. Only thirty-one. Still, still, still lobbing the goalkeeper from. God, that was good. Thirty yards out, given half a chance. That was fantastic. His um, own goal, by the way. So interesting, <laughs> you know, like you know, he has a good reputation with them. You know, he's been there for a long time. So, so I was wondering, like, well, where is he in terms of like length of his career, and mm. probably for probably taking away the academy nature of Wednesday. They made a note saying he's had seven years at Wednesday and seven years at Rotherham. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just thought that was interesting to kind of bring up. No, it is interesting. Uh, they also said, they said something like, oh, he was unfairly blamed at Wednesday. I don't really remember that. I remember him. I think, I think he was popular all the way through his Wednesday career, Richard Wood. I don't remember him getting. There was the final end. <clears throat> there was the final end of the Richard Wood time at Wednesday because there was the whole. He wanted to vie to have a bigger wage, but then I think it was That's, yeah. the, the mentality or the mentality also was that there was, you know, a very much a wage limit to things at Wednesday. And then I think he was pissed off because Purse came in as a top it earner. looks like Watson. Well, they're just, I'm just looking on the Wikipedia. They says that prior to the 2008-2009 season, Wood was named joint captain alongside Steve Watson. Although shortly after the season began, Wood handed in a transfer request. The request was declined. And then it says in the 2009-2010 campaign, after a successful start for Wood, scoring two goals in two matches, he declined a new contract with Wednesday and he was transfer listed on the 29th of October 2009. Right. Well, I, I remember there was the... Um... God, was it? I think it was a game at home against Coventry. Mm. And I remember that was terrible because they, I think that was like the last season. That was the relegation season from the championship. Yeah. And it was Laws Laws bringing on Wood. <clears throat> Laws bringing on Wood to near the end of the game. And, and I think everyone was a bit like, why are you bringing on Wood? Because, yes. because at this point, it seemed like his heart was elsewhere. He didn't want to be a Wednesday to do something defensively, and then he can, when we conceded from a corner, which Wood was supposed to be defending. Right. Fair and enough. that felt a pretty bad moment. But again, it was, I don't know, I think was it Watford were interested or sniffing around him? Yeah, there was some, he ended up going to Coventry. Coventry, yeah. And, um, yeah, there was there was a fair amount of interest. I think Coventry got him on a, bit, a, a fair wedge more than we could pay. 
Yeah. And I think that was prior to Coventry having some real financial issues. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So I don't I don't look back at I think it was just bad badly managed at the time. I think we Yeah. Uh, hindsight enough. is twenty twenty. I mean it felt a bit like Tudgay when Burnley came in with a seven yeah. figure bid. And then that was following an incredible purple season of purple patches for for uh, for Tudgay. And then it yeah, then he kind of fell off. It, it, so I but also there was the weird mentality at the time that it seemed like any money that was sold for players would just go towards servicing the debt. Yes. And couldn't really be spent on replacements. So oh, I don't know. It seemed like it, it was a shit time. It, it, it was. We had some good times considering it was shit times sometimes during that point. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, back to the game. Um I remember a time I don't think I've I've kind of written this down. Wild should have been booked, but then nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 39th minute, Sadlier. Sad I don't call him Sadlier now. <laughs> he yeah. hits it really well, but it was well wide. Like, I think they were commenting on how well he hit it, but it, it was wide. Absolutely flash one wide. Uh, yeah. Gunks did a really good slide tackle on the 42nd minute to stop a break. I said yeah. at this point, I said, I, even knowing and having that, you know, the deflation of anxiety with coming in with the wacky time that I did. I, I did say that we look like we'll never score here. Like it just yeah. that. And then that brings us to the final, the final part of the first half. And that was a penalty. Yeah. I thought uh, it's interesting just to, to sort of talk about the we'll never score sort of. I, I wasn't particularly feeling that. I felt like we, I thought we went on the rare, very rare occasions we were getting forward. I thought mm. we probably looked like we had a bit more. I guess we had a, a bit more the better one because I mean that's the funny thing was like for impressive and how dominant Rotherham were for that first half like they weren't really creating like There's they didn't, they didn't did they have any shots on target or any that actually worried you no I don't think so I don't yeah I don't I think I think they probably had less yeah less shots in that first half than than uh, Fleetwood had mm. comparing the two games mm-hmm. um no, I don't. I don't really remember being particularly worried. That, that it was, that the it was those. It was more like chances that almost broke. Like I think that one where they the whoever it was was running straight at. Um, I think it might have been Rathbone was running straight at uh, Dunkley, and you like it's he sort of sort of bottled having a shot. He should have had a shot, but he just ran into Dunkley. Dunkley was just sprinting backwards as fast as he could away from the ball. Um, but that's probably like one of their better chances. It just didn't come to anything, didn't result in the shot. But yeah, forty mm. fifth minute, we sort of over committed um, and got caught out by a long clearance, and we set this chase in motion where it was Coyote and 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 Patterson. Um, there was somebody else in there. Do, can you remember who the third player was? There was another Wednesday player in the in the midst of that. Nope. No, I don't no. recall. So it's all right, but um, but because the important contact came from Patterson, basically con- Patterson clumsily got a hold of Coyote. He managed to time it perfectly that they just crossed the line of the box, so that it became a penalty. They were right on the very corner of the box. I mean, this was such a needless, rock-headed piece of decision making. Coyote's not exactly the best like striker in the world either like it's not a given that from the edge of the box he would have been able to do anything the probably the most likely outcome would have been a corner or a throw in I would have thought from the situation but Patterson gets involved takes him down and 
and there's a penalty. There was a bit of discussion whether it was in the box or not. I thought it looked like it fairly clearly was. Uh, so here's the thing. I think it's a foul. It's maybe a bit more on the soft spectrum in terms soft, of things. Yeah. But I, I think, I think the player makes the ref make a decision. Yeah, I'd want it given that. for us. If it was the I, I, I think it's outside the box, but I think it's going at such a pace that it's one of those where contact is made, probably just outside the line or on the line, and yeah. then the player falls into the box at that pace. And the- Referee's probably on the halfway line, and the linesman's probably further away than the referee. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, I can see why it happens, but I yeah. uh, from the replays, I was like, no, I'm pretty certain he's outside the box. I think if we had the thing of VAR, I think it would have been probably denied. Unless I don't know if it happens on the line. Does that is it inside I the thought, line or is the line mark where this is where it begins? I thought Patterson initiated the contact outside the box, but Coyote, by the time he went down, was in the box. It would have been very close. I'm sure it was one of those VAR probably would have looked at for a long time, I think. Rewind back and forth for like five yeah, minutes. Yeah. It's mm. very hard to tell. Um, but yeah, I've just put needless nonsense from Patterson. And then I said, thankfully, we've got a great bloody keeper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You said that in your notes beforehand, or were you saying that were you jotting that down prior to the kick? No, it was it was after the save. Oh, but okay. Just a huge save. I, I, so Absolutely I thought it was massive. a decent penalty. It was the a decent penalty. Yeah. Commentary thought it was said it was a decent penalty. Um, this was rather than being a miss. This was a good save from the goalkeeper. Definitely. It's, yeah. Such a strong hand. Like he hit it well enough that sometimes you see those kind of like bounce off the keeper and still go in the roof of the net. And then following it up by claiming the corner afterwards mm. was just tremendous. Absolutely wonderful goalkeeping. <laughs> he, <laughs> he bailed us, pardon the pun, he, he bailed us out so many times today. And I think afterwards that he got a lot of praise from uh, from the Rotherham manager. Uh, just get, sticking his hand in, being brave, taking decisions that I don't think you normally see a goalkeeper make. It, he, he, he stopped a lot of their crosses becoming things, mm. I think. Um, and it must be so good for the defenders to, to, to have him behind you. I think he's such an active, busy goalkeeper in the best possible way. Um, this just amazing. Mm. They, they, they were so good. <laughs> so last night I was manning the merchandise tent at uh, Sled Island, Camp Sled Island. Um, in the tent, there was a little bit of a well of kind of water. You know, sometimes like the material's good for keeping the water yeah. off, but it's not amazing. So I had some drops underneath that. And what I did was um, I got rid of a bit of it, um, making sure nothing was too around it. Though maybe I I got someone's bag. It was nearby. And I jumped up and did a hurricane punch and just slapped it with my fist to knock it out. <laughs> nice. It's, it's a similar kind of Street Fighter heroics from Bailey <laughs> Peacock Farrell. <laughs> just uh, just got a Shaduk in this one wide. <laughs> Shaduk uh, Yeah. Um but I mean that the, this is where we talk. We spent we spent all last season talking about the difference a good goalkeeper makes, the fact that they win you games, the fact they win you points. There's no doubt 
in my mind, we lose the game if that goal, go- if that penalty goes in. Like we're going in at half time, one nil down, having been the worst team all the way through that. Yeah. Half. I think heads would have been down. It puts a different perspective on everything. Getting that save and coming and claiming the corner afterwards, because goodness sake, how many times have Wednesday done the big moment well and then immediately followed it up by losing their heads by getting too excited? Because that would be typical Wednesday to concede from the the corner after the penalty. It's the sort of thing we've we do all the time. So coming out and claiming that so great so strongly as well just meant that incident was put to bed. We go in on a bit of a high. We've survived. You know, we're lucky to get to half time at nil nil, um, and we've got you know we've got another life in that second half to uh, to try and to try and uh, build on. Mm. Oh, what a relief! Yeah. <laughs> It's just uh, so casual from Bailey Peacock Farrell to do that. Yeah, like yeah, it, it's almost like he struck it, like <laughs> as well as yeah. the guy struck the penalty. Really, it was yeah. It's it's one of the better penalty saves I've seen, and I know it's like it's us and it's ours, but it happened so quickly mm. that I didn't really know where the ball went. You know, it was. It's, it, <laughs> it's a shame sometimes yeah. with certain games that because of lack of TV coverage. Yeah. We don't get a second, like two or three angles to look at this just to see the beauty of what he did. Really, there is quite a good. I don't know if you've seen. There is a there is a mobile video a fan took from behind the goal, which is pretty. Oh, nice! Pretty excellent. Uh, maybe we <sighs> we can share that in the show notes. I'm going to be looking for that right now. <laughs> I could probably forward it on for you. Okay. <laughs> this is great podcasting, guys. <laughs> This is the this is the living end. <laughs> Good uh, right. stuff. So it is a user called the Exile on Twitter that was uh, Thank sharing you, the Exile. Thank you that. very much. We'll pop it in the show notes, as I said. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it's nice to get that extra view of it. But uh, so we get a chance to brush ourselves off. Uh, were you expecting, like I was, to see a change or two at halftime? Um. I don't know. I thought maybe more of the change would have come from, um, would have probably come from that kind of talk again. Cause I, I was kind of thinking a lot about what kind of happened in that regards, like last week, like, mm. I don't know. And also I had the weird position that, you know, I'd kind of seen what was, you knew what was, coming. Yeah, you knew what was coming. Luke, Luke Stradamus. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to say, are we becoming a monkey in outfits or is the the half disease inherent in Sheffield Wednesday? It's just a virus in the base of our spine. Because, <laughs> I mean, again, it's the whole thing being like, we weren't in this. Like, I know there's a typical fan thing we can say. And we say, well, the first 15, the first X chunk of minutes belongs, yeah. to, belongs to Y opposition team. But, I mean... Let's let's be honest. Like all of that first half was all Rotherham, really. Yeah, it, it it was. But then Canberra had probably the best chance of the half. He did a terrible job with it. But like five minutes in, we could have been one 0 up, or six minutes in. I know, I know. But yeah, I do appreciate. Yeah, we would t- we were definitely second best in that in that first half. We were yeah. we were um, we were out for and out played by and large, and and spent most of it defending our box mm. um they seem to have done the homework on us because i felt they played a high press to 
I mean, I, maybe that was a little bit like some of the other teams as well, but that seems to be the mentality is they've all watched videos of Wednesday and they all know that we we want to play it out from the back. Yeah. From Peacock Farrell. But then we were fairly well set up for then knocking it a bit longer because we had Patterson and Canberra, you'd think. But Oh, sorry, no, Patterson and uh, Gregory. So you'd think... Uh, no, it was, it was Canberra, wasn't it? <laughs> um, so you'd think we'd be, we'd be sort of well well placed to sort of make that shift and i think sometimes it did work but we kept try we kept feeding it down that channel to patterson and i think harding and wood are just two big monsters and that's that that's meat and drink in it for those boys mm-hmm. um the, so the first the second half i uh i, I lost minutes to uh the whims of grotty streams uh this is where it started though yeah one was constantly buffering and five minutes behind the other kept going to a screensaver uh so that was my choice was uh you know flying windows or um <laughs> <laughs> even had an after dark screensaver which you're like rich was like this is a bit dated i mean really. <laughs> i mean to- toasters with wings Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was a dancing baby. Ooga, <laughs> Chaka, ooga, ooga. And you're like, um, look, I've enjoyed Ali McBeal. <laughs> Who didn't? Who didn't? <laughs> that kooky, the kooky guy, the fact that they could all sing weirdly. <laughs> Lucy Lou looking hot as balls, as always. Lucy Lou looking hot as balls. <laughs> Ali herself being, you know. Very likable and whatever else. The the manic pixie dream girl who's also a lawyer. A guest spot from Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, what's not to like? I just I'd really love the idea of Sig and the Blues doing uh doing this on the on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I quite enjoyed Ali McBeal. <laughs> what did you think in the end the significance of the dancing baby was? <laughs> <laughs> Quite ahead of their time with the uh, with the uh, non-gender bathrooms, <laughs> yes, which did add to the drama. <laughs> <laughs> only here, only here, folks. It's a dumb off. <laughs> Dom Housen's talking about. <laughs> 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 Great stuff. This, oh, is what, this is why we do it, isn't it, Rich? Oh dear! Um, so, so you had that. Uh, you had uh, you had you were did the dancing baby go off in time for? Well, I saw. Yeah, I saw. I saw between these two weird options, I managed to piece together um, Rashomon style what happened with the goal. <laughs> <laughs> each each flick between the streams revealing another detail, another key detail in the goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it boils down to a really good pass from Luongo playing oh, pass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what... So that pass seemed to be on. I don't know whether that was a Rotherham change or something that we did differently, but that suddenly we found this gap between the left-sided centre-back and, and their left wing-back and um, kept feeding Patterson into it, which was a really a really fruitful uh, ball forward for us for, for a period of time in the game. But on this one, he... He sort of went shoulder to shoulder and absolutely smashed his centre back out of the way. Um, passed it to a fairly clearly offside Florian Camperi, who 
who tapped it in in a in a slightly unconvincing manner, but it's a well, great goal. We won a lot. Well, this is interesting because a great you know great space made by Luongo. He's got mm. time on the ball, sprays it forward for Patterson, who I thought because that was the thing I was said, who in brackets maybe offside. Mm. I thought Patterson was maybe the offside as well. Yeah. Okay, but you were maybe focusing on Camberry because I thought I, Camberry's timing was just good. Oh well, maybe. I thought Patterson was the one who looked off. Patterson did look a bit off as well. It looked like one of those, I'm in an offside position, but I'm kind of running back. And I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. get there in time. One of those things. Yeah. You know? But again, but, I, a great, great power for him to hold off, to, to beat off the Roman defense. <laughs> 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 and put it on a plate for Camberry. I mean, even even Camberry couldn't miss from there. It he was a terrible like, finish from Camberry, but looked it still like he went was going to miss. I know he did roof it into the he net. Did, yeah, right? He did another like skied it uh, effort, but he was close enough this time that skying it hit the roof of the net. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. So maybe uh, I mean it was a bit confusing, and I haven't seen it back. So maybe it was uh, maybe it was Patterson. Was uh, I did question Patterson, but I, d- I thought it was maybe more Camberry that was offside. But either way. Yeah. It's another bit of poor officiating, but thankfully this time in our favour. That's true. Um, That's true. But they, it was taken well. Longo's pass was great. Patterson, uh, his driving run was really good. I think there have been moments of real shining positivity from him on that right wing flank. It's weird to see him in another in a you know another strange position, but he just kind of just mocks in wherever he is mm. in a very. Um, you know, work a, work a day pleasing way. He just kind of rolls his sleeves up and, you know, okay, I can be I can be Callum Patterson here if you want me to. Um, and it was a, it was a great pass and a, and a, and the, he did his job, Canberra. You can't really criticize it. It looked a bit <laughs> a bit sort of fortunate, but it went in and uh, mm. one nil up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a uh, so my next note is fifty eight minutes. There was a, a foul on Luongo that wasn't given. Um, they broke forward with Coyote who dallied on the ball and then had his pocket picked by Luongo. Uh, but the the tackle sort of it was a fairly forceful tackle and it rebounded into the path of a of a Rotherham player. I think this would have been didn't make a note at the time, but I think it would have been uh, your boy Sadlier again. Who absolutely let a rip roaring effort go he from the edge whacked of the him. Yeah, he whack that's my note. Sadly a yeah. whacking one wide again. Really yeah. hit that one. Um and it must have been close because Farrell, Peacock Farrell went you know, did a full on dive for it. So he, he must it must have been close enough for him to think it was uh it was a risk for him. But uh, mm. yeah, potentially a bit of another let off. Um I don't I'd like to see it again before I throw him under the bus, but I suspect the ball might have bounced off Dunkley to Sadlier. Um, Probably. But, uh, yeah, this was a period, Dunkley then had a period of about 10 minutes where pretty much every move he made put pressure on us. Um, there was a, a free kick into the box that he headed just straight up in the air, uh, which they had a good chance from. Peacock Farrell again somehow managed to stop it going in. Uh, kind of bounced off his chest, but he caught it afterwards, which is very good. Um, but yeah, would you say just, um, would you often call um, Shay Shay Dunkley a queen because that's the name of a pregnant cat who's given you kittens? Uh, yes, or, or or just an absolute bomb scare. <laughs> bomb scare Dunkley. Here he is. <laughs> 
Um, 68th minute, a really, really good chance from Gregory. A, re- a similar, a very similar breakaway to the one that yeah. he scored uh, midweek. Yes, yes, very uh, true. Bannon feeding a great ball through to, but it was again, it was to be fair to Gregory, it's Gregory's reading of the ball that turns it into a counter attack. So again, he did a really good job. Uh, Bannon found him so well with the pass, he timed it perfectly. Right. Um, but Gregory, he tried to dink it over the onrushing keeper, and just he just sort of bounced it off the top of his body. Unfortunately, uh, I did I did put at that moment. Hope we don't live to regret that. His first touch kind of defied him, really. Yeah, yeah. To it wasn't extent. the best first touch, and no. then it was kind of trying to cut, you know, make up for that with the remaining nibble. So, so well, we'll. we'll I wondered. We'll I mean, forward. like, I, I get your point. It was a good from Bannon I think you know it, it is like down from Gregory I wonder if Bannon would have done something else maybe I wonder if Bannon would have kind of kept taking it because I don't we were two on one yeah I don't know maybe that was the, that probably is the time for him to pull the trigger you know for him to pull the trigger in releasing Gregory probably yeah I wonder if Bannon would have kept going if I'm thinking he does something else maybe loses momentum and just goes too wide yeah, I just it's just again I, as I say there's there's been moments with Gregory I I think by and large I've been hugely impressed I mean it'd be churlish to be anything other than impressed by two goals in in two in his first uh, two sort of proper games uh, two games where he's got time um no sorry it's two and three isn't it because he did come in on in the the uh, for a few minutes at the end of the last one but yeah be churlish to be anything other than impressed so i am i there's lots and lots to like and he's he's an absolute nuisance to be a defender against uh, we can tell that already but that's two opportunities where you'd sort of hope your striker would be, be be wielding away with it with a goal or two from from those mm. two chances, um, which I think is sort of a frustration we had a couple of times with Windass, where you're like he's one on one. Really, ideally, you should probably be scoring more than he does more often than not in those situations. Yeah, yeah. but but it, it's it's splitting hairs in a way because he's got a couple of absolute brilliant Johnny on the spot type goals. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I'm not not judging too harshly. It's just a slight note that um, could have made life easier a couple of times now. In uh, <laughs> if if he if he'd polished off those those decent chances, um, the, there was another. Gregory got sh- just completely shoved over by a defender. The sort of thing that's it's a foul every day of the week, but not given by this terrible ref on the mm-hmm. halfway line. Um, and then the 77th minute, a truly bizarre second goal for Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, a P-roller effort from Adoniran, saved easily by the goalkeeper who tries to sort of pull it in towards his chest but misses. And <laughs> as he as he sort of falls to the floor to gather the ball, Gregory read it fantastically well yeah, and poked yeah. the ball between his falling backside and the floor into the into the net behind the keeper. <laughs> Very weird from Johansson. Mm. And on the flip That's... side of that, how amazing is it that Gregory just had the? As I, I put how in did my he notes. time it and not give a foul away? And th- like, uh, it was so his timing was unbelievably good. There, it's like it magic trick level yeah. timing when you watch it back. <laughs> because the ch- all the chances are that you get you give away a foul to the keeper. We've seen it so many times. 
but he just managed to pick that moment where it left his hands and was free and 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 poke it home. Brilliant, really fantastic stuff. Mm. Um, and again, sort of again, we've seen in both games this week the flip side of the goalkeeper. Having a good goalkeeper has that value. Having a less than good goalkeeper costs you in these moments. So midweek, Adeniran twice it's been Adeniran shots as well. But Adeniran has a so-so shot with his left foot. The keeper saves it to the middle of the box, and and Gregory pokes it home. And same with this one. This is wasn't even a so-so shot. It was a bad shot. It was just a yeah. nothing effort, and a bad goalkeeper turns it into a chance for the opposition. And then you shouldn't um, do that in front of Lee Gregory, who has a, in my notes the worrying note that I've made the predatory nouse to <laughs> pounce on it and stab it home. Yes, predatory nouse. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, great foot, great, uh, great footwork from uh, Luongo again in the build-up. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nicely, bi- nicely built chance, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've not really got any notes between now and between the goal and the end of the game. I, I, I just sort of put okay. it as a fairly uneventful end uh, to the match. Have you got... I don't want to look and be too negative. Dunkley did a defensive header before the goal, which mm. looked like he was going to head it into his own net with some devastating on-goal oh, conviction. Yes. He did it so calmly. It was it was worrying, weirdly. It was I've intense. never seen him look I, so assured. I thought it was intent from, tense from him. Like, he looked yeah. like it was just, I'm going to really wang my head through this one yeah um some kind of pithy notes Rotherham fans chance two nil in your cup final with zero self-awareness i didn't want to shag scarlett johansson anyway she's probably got a venereal say the jilted millers fans <laughs> was it definitely them chanting that or was that us chanting that oh <laughs> i don't know that's a good point because we were chanting it we we did chant that to uh to Donny. Oh, in which case I've wow, what a what a mistake or I've made her. But we did get that lovely Scarlett Johansson quip, so maybe it's worth it, regardless. Maybe that's true. Yeah, I, I'm not sure who was who was singing it because it could work both ways, couldn't it? But it, uh, could. I th- it could. Yeah, I would suspect it would be because uh, the Wednesday fans Wednesday fans baiting after, that, after yeah. going ahead and then went very very quiet because it was very nervy until we scored the second and then suddenly they found their voices again which uh, mm. is understandable um final bin at the end i enjoyed johansson taking out his own defender it was, <laughs> yes. it was late the fun that was nice that was a little gift gift that keeps on giving yes much, much like scarlett johansson's uh proverbial uh herpes <laughs> allegedly allegedly <laughs> uh and he's also called well, Johansson, so there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I just put sort of event, uneventful end to the match with Rotherham pushing and Wednesday having some threatening breaks, but none of it really amounting to much. Because mm. we did have the odd moment, they had the odd moment, but it wasn't really like... We we weren't exactly uh, on the rack <laughs> uh, in this one. I think their, their, their better periods of the game were before that they, they had their... On, on the rack, which is what the Rotherham fans are claiming uh, Scott Johansson was on. That's why they didn't shag her. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Sorry, I had to keep going, didn't I? <laughs> it's, it's nice to... You know, <laughs> you, you know you're on fine fettle, Luke, when you just dance across the line. Uh... <laughs> and then take the ball back to do it again. 
Yes, yes. It's a bit like the you know, I'm I'm through on goal rich and there's no defenders for ages, so I'm gonna take it past the line and then I'm gonna bring it back over with my foot, get on my hands and knees and like give it a little give it a little nudge <laughs> over the line again. In a celebration almost certain to draw a yellow card. <laughs> what if I take my shirt off, ref? Does that two yellows do I get? Or is it just the one? Mm. We're already seven nil up, ref. Mm. <laughs> oh dear <laughs> but another I mean not the certainly not the best performance and uh, we've been talking about a team that is yet to click this was this was far away from a team clicking uh, but another click, big win and the, team, yeah. and the end of a tough week with another clean sheet I know I know like what uh, I, I'm you know this is good stuff I'm just giving myself a little wee little pinch uh, did you, know, you see the, the stats from Dale Johnson on the clean sheets? I did not see the stats from Dale Johnson on clean sheets. Please so regard me. So Sheffield has five doing. clean sheets in all competitions at the start of the season for the first time in the club's history. Wow. Four clean sheets at the start of the league season also equals the all-time record of 1981-82 and 1966-67. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It's it's a very, very fine start that we are enjoying. And I think that's in spite of the fact that we've not, admittedly, we've not seen everything click into place at this point. So it is, it's hard. You've got to, we've got to temper our expectations and our excitement, but it's also hard not to get slightly um, buoyant about the position we're in at this point in time, mm. which happens to be top of the league. Top of the pops. Top of the pops. And even, even top of the pops after the three o'clock games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was but wondering we've got plus whether five I saw... goal difference, which keeps us ahead of Wickham and Portsmouth on plus four. Yeah, because I saw that like Wickham were only one 0 up. I wonder if I'd gone and bagged a second. You're looking quite good with your Wickham prediction, Rich. Well, I'm going to have the same uh, caution of of you know these these teams in the relegation zone won't be relegated. But yeah, I I, I think it was harshly harshly laughed at, cackled at, I would say by a by a callous Luke Gledall. I think it might come to bite him on the bum in time. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, Rich. <laughs> really sweet of you to do that. Uh, so, yeah. Any other sort of final? Thoughts for the for the game before we get on to picking sort of our star man, who I think is probably going to be fairly obvious. Is it? Is it? Oh. I think I'm going to do. Is it? I yeah. Uh, I thought about doing a joint. I'm going to do a joint man of the match. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first? A Since double you have, barrel. You have, you have one. I think you've got one of my two. Well, I hope so. Could be surprising me even more. Uh. Well, I, I, it's. For me, it's Peacock Farrell. I just, yeah, this is a loss without that penalty mm-hmm. save, and, and I don't think there's many goalkeepers make mm-hmm. that save. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to get too carried away, but he he just seems like he's he's. Mo- it's not just that we've improved on last season. I think we've got one of the better goalkeepers probably in the football league at this point in time. Uh, a tremendous get, <laughs> and he's he's performing as advertised. Could say it looks the absolute knackers. But yeah, the 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 dogs Balarex, yeah. <laughs> the dogs Balarex, indeed. No, he's so he's one of my two. Okay. Joint man of a match. So initially, I was going to go for Massimo Luongo. 
Mm. For a player to come back in and even not look at the levels that I think we expect him of, and I think that he expects him of himself and probably still yeah. has in the tank, to even have two saves and two goals mm. as two second assists, you know, to to look at the um to look at the uh, sport of my compatriots, ice yes. hockey or hockey, yes. as I just call it here. You know, to have those you know, to have those very telling saves in both goals is huge. That's a really great ball for the first goal. Yeah. Some great first ball that kind of feeds in and gives the ball to Denden for his shot for the yeah. second. Saying that, yeah. you know, I, I was doing that, then coming through and talking to you um, today just made me think that, yeah, it's such a huge turning point moment for us where uh, Peacock Farrell makes that save. Mm. It's, it, it, yeah. It's one of the best penalty saves I've seen from a Wednesday keeper. Um, I, I can't think of any better. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I think Luongo, if, if I'm if I'm allowed honourable mentions, Luongo and Iorfa are both fit into those honourable mentions. Really? Okay. Well, um, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you for Luongo. I I was not impressed with the defence today, but I I think that's the huge point of breaking up Iorfa and Hutchinson. Yeah. We're just we're making so many issues for ourselves by Dun- Dunkley, and I hope having Dunkley as the sec- second deputant as a as a deputy for yeah. for the centre back pairing is going to be fine enough for us in League One for this season. But I, oh, we he's we just, we he's, I know I know he's so unconvincing. Even when it works, it looks like it's by accident. Like that header out that should be. What a brilliant thing he did there. He took control of the situation and he just made sure. But because it's Dunkley, you're like, ha- I mean, you're just amazed he didn't put it in his own net because that's the sort of thing he would do. It just all, everything just pings off him at bizarre angles and things like that. It's mm-hmm. just, oh yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, as I say, a constant worry uh, whether Sheffield Wednesday are playing or not. I'm, no. I'm worried about him bashing into things and, like uh, some mothers do have them causing some sort of grand scale disaster um, <laughs> in his day-to-day life. He he opens his car door and it bashes into the next car, which bashes into the next car. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a traffic jam or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <laughs> I, I wonder if, presumably this means that he's got that position as the second choice. I, I wonder how far away Lewis Gibson is. I wonder whether that's a viable option. He's left-footed. Yeah. Which would um, add a, a more natural balance to things. Gee, Moore was asked about Gibson in the post-match. said, hopefully he'll be back. In, hopefully he'll be another one back in contention for next week. He's training this morning. Okay. We have a nice role and responsibility for when he steps into the team. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I And this is why we pay... This is why we pay Darren the big bucks. Yeah. Um, it's decisions like this. I don't know what I'd do. I don't know whether you rip. I mean, it was good. It was really good with just Iolfer and Hutchinson. It was that, that centre-back pairing. That was that was fantastic. I, I can't remember last time for the certain level we've had a good a centre-back pair, partnership. Probably yeah. we're looking back to Leuven and Le- Leuven's and Lee's. Well, I think it's a huge testament to Hodge that he looks as, for all the pl- the praise and plaudits that Iorfa has rightly got so far, <clears throat> mm-hmm. he looks as much a man 
apart from this division, a man better than the division he's in, as Luong, as as Iorfa has. He's looked that much better as well. Um, every bit of it, classy, competent, composed, all the rest of it. Uh, so yeah, it's hopefully it isn't. It's just a short break for him. But if it's longer term, I then hope that maybe we give Gibson a try because yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just. It just is a worry with uh, with Dunkley. He's obviously got the physicality, but it's it's the fact everything is so. It's no no surprise that this game suddenly we're giving away so many. We're back to Monk's thing of lots of free kicks around the area. That's appeared again on our kind of match report of of something that you know in our negatives in our weaknesses, and it's no surprise because Dunkley just cannot resist. He just has to touch his 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 opposite number. That's how he defends. The first thing he does is he puts hands on them, which is not a good way to defend. Um, no, I thought with Iolfa, I thought he bailed us out on on a fair few occasions. I thought he he bossed his man fairly well. Um, and when I, whenever I was on the Rotherham commentary, whoever their co commentator, their colour commentator was, was just heaping praise on him. He was just like, if I see another defender as good as him this season, I'll be absolutely amazed. He's just got everything. He's more than good enough for top end of the championship, probably for the premiership. And uh, so lots of, yeah, lots of praise coming his way. On uh, our, our, uh, our wonderful uh, pals at Owls Americas had a, had a tweet post-game about Luongo. Most touches, most passes, most tackles, most duels won. And that was his first start in 257 days. It's incredible how good he is when he gets back. It's just, we wish there was more of it. That's the Loango issue constantly. Mm -hmm. He's always brilliant. It's just, he's never there. (laughs) But if we can get a run, I mean, how many times have we said this, but if we can get a run of games from him, We'll be in a we'll be in a much better spot as a team. He's he's got so much to him, arguably on a par with Bannon in terms of his quality on on his day. They're very different sort of players, uh, more of a goal threat than Bannon generally. But the nice thing this season is we're not whether the the fortunes of Wednesday will not rest on the availability of Massimo Luongo in the way that they've done in previous seasons because we've got other options. Not the mm-hmm. same, but other options for those positions, which is a really good place to be. Mm, a very positive weekend, a weird, disjointed performance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a, a, a huge um, portion of luck coming our way. But a positive end to a positive week. Very much so. I mean, uh, I know this is the thing. Like, we're we're doing we're getting results we've got 10 from 12 yeah we haven't conceded a goal we've scored like five goals in four games this is very on wednesday like um we've got a we've got a week to get players fit and fit up and running playing we, we just look like i don't know like what what gear are we in now it looks like we've we haven't got out first yeah and we're doing this so far it's just it's scary it's scary how good we, we are yeah. and how good we're doing in this division. Like I, it, it will things I'm sure we'll have upsets and I'm sure we'll concede goals and I'm sure we'll lose games, but it just doesn't look like happening right now. And it just looks like, it looks like we can just improve and kick on. 
really? I think the nice thing is you can comfortably say, I think we've got enough to take on anyone in the division. Yeah. And if the first roll of the, and we're also in the lucky position where if the first roll of the dice doesn't work, we've got nice options to change games as well. Mm-hmm. That's, it's just nice to be able to say that we've not had that luxury for, yeah. for, for a number of years. Um, the tough games do keep coming. I mean, I think Morecambe are fairly well liked and fancied in terms of mm. like book things like that. They've got uh, they've got some firepower at the very least, uh, and then we've got Sunderland visiting. So it's it, it's a, a bit of a run. We, we do play Newcastle United in the middle there. I don't know what that team's going to look like. Do they still have the silly rules in the paint Johnson's paint about the uh, x amount of the starting lineup from the previous game playing? Do you remember? Uh, we well, can't though because it's an under 23s game, oh. right? No, it's, that, that, that can't be 23s. That's our first team. Oh, I know, but like that's that's gross. Oh, probably, probably that's grossly unfair though. Yeah, I remember the whole Megson thing with you know, I'm gonna start. He started, it was start, Weaver, he started Weaver, and then he subbed him off for uh, Rich O'Donnell, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sighs> and he looked like the cat that got the, the cream. It was very funny. I think we were investigated for that. But we didn't, I think, yeah, but we didn't, uh, mm. there was no fine or, or anything against us. But anyway, yeah, have a good positive, uh, a good positive end to things this week and uh, onwards and upwards. So I'm going to say best of luck through the week, Luke, and uh, best of luck to folks at home and look after yourselves. Uh, we continue to to live in a, in a unforgiving hellscape. So, you know, look at, you know, look after yourself. That's all you can do. Uh, and, um, Cheerio. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rich. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.